Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Good afternoon and happy Friday to you and to yours. Do you hear the screaming going around, the laughter, the smiles? Final exams are over. The kids are out of school. Uh, The holiday season really has begun in earnest. I'm so happy for all the kids. Uh, Now they get a couple of weeks off. Good for them. That is just stinking awesome. Stinking awesome. Yes, indeed. Look, I have two in high school, and they're thrilled. They are thrilled. They're napping right now, but I got one having a ball game tonight. Got to go to Hammond. So a little hoops game for that. And thankful for it. So um, for all of you that put in all that time and effort and energy into studying, man, what a break you get. Teachers out there, God bless you. You get a break as well. This isn't work for us. This is just kind of fun. I get to talk for two hours about sports. Are you kidding me? It's a a breeze. Love it. Love it. Love it. My main man, James Mesh, not that far removed from taking exams. But he's in the master control suite. He's spinning the tunes, pushing all the buttons as the producer of this soiree. He's on the campus of Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're also on in the great city of Lake Charles on 1041. We're streaming around the world on 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you're in the Acadiana area and you want to match this, this voice to a face, God bless you, then you can. Just turn on your TV because we're simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Did you miss the headlines of the day? Not to worry. The Blonde Bomber has you covered. Here is Holtberg's headlines. Oh, by the way, can we just bottle it up? I mean, seriously, what a day. It's about 62 degrees, sun, sun-filled sun skies. Uh, you know it. Say it together. It's a Chamber of Commerce day. The low is going to be 39. Man, we're going to wake up in the morning. It's going to be 37 chance of rain. Sunday's going to be gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just hope. uh, And look, hey, next weekend, um, Friday, 19 degrees, the high of 30. Could Could we get snow? Could we get snow on Christmas Eve Eve? Saturday, high of 40, low of 22. Christmas Day, high of 42, low of 23. Are you kidding? It's going to feel like Christmas on Christmas, finally. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Um, As expected, the Cajuns went to uh, McNeese at the Legacy Center and took down the Cowboys 78-70 to last night. Jordan Brown scored a team-high 20 points to lead four players in double figures. The Cajuns shot over 50% from the floor for the third straight game. 
and they improved to 10-1, and one, equaling its best start since the 1990-91 season while earning its eighth straight win over McNeese in the 98-game series. Themis Folks added 10 points, six assists. The Cajuns were 28 for 49 from the field, 57% from the floor, 10 of 20, 50% from downtown. They had uh, they share because they care. They had 28 assists on their 28 buckets. You got uh, Bob Marlin thrilled about the win, and the Cajuns move on as they continue their. Road journeys. They return to action Wednesday when the Cajuns travel to face Texas at 7 p.m. at UT's new Moody Center. If you have the Longhorn Network, you can tune in and uh, check that one out. Well, much like the Pelicans did to the Phoenix Suns in um, two games in three days at the Smoothie King Center, the Utah Jazz did the same to the New Orleans Pelicans in Salt Lake City. Remember how they uh, they won the opener on um, Tuesday night, and then they come back and win the Thursday night affair um, last night. Now, you know, it's um, it's one of those things where – Zion did his part. C.J. McCollum did did his part. Uh, but the rest of the crew, well, just didn't really happen for them. So the Pels go down back-to-back games in this one, losing to the Utah Jazz last night. And um, now they got to bounce back because they got to travel to Phoenix. And you know the Suns want to get a big old win. Um, in that one on Saturday, they want to avenge their back-to-back losses. The Pels now second in the Western Conference, one full game behind the Memphis Grizzlies and Ja Morant. Um, it's tough on the road, no question about that. And the Pels uh, sent this thing into overtime before losing 132 to 129. Zion Williamson again doing his part, 12 of 24 from the field, one for one from downtown, six of eight from the free throw line. He had 31 points in 42 minutes. C.J. McCollum had 28 points. Trey Murphy broke out of his shooting slump, had three three for seven for downtown. He ended up with 12. Herb Jones with 12. Off the banks, Larry Nance and Nico Marshall with 13 apiece. Um Hey, you know, 18 and 10 overall, uh, six and seven away from home. They have no answer for Laurie Markinen. Um, and uh, Jordan Clarkson was just absurd. Clarkson had 39, Markinen had 31. Clarkson, seven of 14 from downtown. He was uh, uh, just quite the opposite of what he was in the first matchup between the two. He uh, he was on fire in this one. So this is just a team that the Pels can't seem to beat. They played them back uh, in November in overtime, and the Jazz won it 122-121. to 121. They played Thursday. The Jazz won it 121-100. to 100, And then they played Thursday, and the Jazz won it in overtime, 132-129. to 129. So Jazz, uh, a, a 3-0 
regular season series lead. Two of the three wins came in overtime. It's just one of those teams. It's one of those teams. Um, so at least, at least the Pels gave them a good fight. Um, they bounced back from their poor showing on Tuesday with a very respectable showing on Thursday. But right now, the Grizzlies, 19-9, and the Pels, 18-10. and A half a game behind New Orleans are the Nuggets. A game and a half behind the Pels are the Suns uh, at 17-12. and So uh, Saturday, a big matchup. Pelicans at Phoenix, and that ought to draw the attention of many, many, many. It's a busy weekend of recruiting for LSU um, because they've got Desmond Ricks from IMG Academy and Texas A&M transfer Denver Harris both in um, for this weekend. And we will see at a very important position of need because just after the commitment of five-star Javian Toviano, uh, LSU had another player enter the portal, freshman cornerback Jalen Davis Robinson. So that leaves LSU with only um, seven banks, freshman LaTerrence Welsh, and Toviano um, as cornerbacks. So a very, very big position of need from them. Because uh, Jay Bernard Converse, Mecky Garner, Colby Richardson, all moving on. So a very big, important position of need. With that in mind, uh, we'll open up the program. <clears throat> Excuse me. Can't stop coughing. It's ridiculous. Uh, Billy Embody will join us from on3.com in just a few minutes. We'll talk about uh, this recruiting class. Remember, early signing period begins next Wednesday and goes the 21st through the 23rd. Larry Holder of The Athletic will join us at around 2.30 this afternoon, and we'll discuss the NFL. We saw last night that uh, that Mr. Uh, Insignificant, Mr. Irrelevant did it again for the San Francisco 49ers on the road in Seattle. I'm just saying, don't count out them Niners. Don't do it. Larry Holder will talk all about uh, this week's NFL games. Uh, Our number two, George Faust, Fridays with Faust, as he always stops by. And then we've got a plethora of um, games to pick between George Becknell, my buddy James Mesh, and myself. We've got one college football bowl game. Florida versus Oregon State. We got five top 25 versus top 25 college basketball matchups. Some really, really good ones. And then about four NFL games that we will pick that would uh, one in honor of our boss, Mr. Chuck Wood, his fighting Detroit Lions are on on a roll. Can they go to the Jets and win? Uh, Can Tua go to the snow and ice of Buffalo? Can Joe Burrow finally you know, can Joe Burrow do it again and, and and just put Tom Brady to bed? Can he do that? And can the Saints win and still be in it over the Falcons? Those are the games that we will uh, be picking. So we got a fun-filled football Friday uh, and basketball and baseball and all that kind of stuff coming your way. Um, with that in mind, um, 
NBA fans, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NBA this holiday season. Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving Louisiana NBA fans a very special gift. For a limited time, you can get a no-sweat bet on every New Orleans Pelicans game this December. Check it out. This month, everyone can earn a no-sweat bet with DraftKings Sportsbook. So head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in under the Promos tab, and place an eligible bet of your choice on a New Orleans game. Remember, a no-sweat bet. What does it mean? Well, if it doesn't hit, you'll get your money back in a free bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can sign up with promo code 1037GAME and get a no-sweat bet on every New Orleans Pelicans game this December. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Opt in today to receive this limited time offer. It's only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, here's where I read it fast. You ready? Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Select parishes only. Max reward limits apply. One free bet issued based on the amount of initial losing bet. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms of sport at sportsbooks.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-426-2537. I want to give everybody a chance to read that and see how fast you can read it with it still being um, audible and hearable. You know, you got you to gotta speak uh, fluently and affluently. So we're going to try that one day and let everybody do it and see how fast they can do it and make sure we can all hear it and understand it. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. We'll take our first time out of the day. Uh, big recruiting weekend. Billy Embody will join us to discuss that and more when we return on this Friday edition of the Jordy Helper Show. On the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. You're home for the Tigers and Astros in southwest Louisiana. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update. Presented by Tibbs Trailers here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 18 minutes after the hour. Welcome back, boys and girls, on this Friday, December 16th. You see what the temps are? Oh, anyway, it's going to be cold next week at this time. Christmas Day going to be in the low 20s. I love it. I love it. I love the fact that national, the early National Signing Day is next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We'll see how LSU fares. But according to all reports, it looks pretty darn good. So let's go to the man that has all the info on it. He is at On3 Sports, um, our good friend, Mr. Billy Embody, Bengal Tigers on three merry christmas happy holidays mr embody how are you sir i'm doing well merry christmas to you as well jordy thank you buddy a newlywed i mean this could be your first christmas man oh man boy you better go shopping man till you're dropping i am already done i've already given her her gift and we are we are rocking and rolling she was wow went over well went over well i'm out of the out of the doghouse not that oh, I was you, <laughs> you recruiting guys are all organized, and t- I mean that's great. I'm just the opposite. All right, uh, Javier Toviano, how big of a pickup was that dude? Yeah, the four-star defensive back out of Texas. I mean, just a massive win for LSU, and in the end, it really wasn't even that close. Um, LSU led, I would say, pretty much wire to wire from his visit over the summer. Um, for the Bayou Splash, and then he returned for his official visit for the Southern game. And 
came back for the Alabama game, and that's when he rushed the field. That caught a lot of attention. Um, and that's when he told me he knew it was LSU. There was a sense that he felt like he was going to end up staying in-state and play for Texas or Texas A&M. Um, but after that Alabama game visit, he, he ended up wanting to, you know, not necessarily shut it down right then and there, but that was what really sealed it for him, he told me. So huge addition, somebody who's physically ready to go. Um, Robert Steeples did a really nice job recruiting him, and, and so did Brian Kelly. They think he could play early, um, and I'd agree. I mean, physically, he's toned up. He's kind of been in a mini college program already that Arlington Martin uh, staff does a really nice job, and it's like a small college in a way, uh, the way they get these guys ready. So he's going to be able to factor in right away and um, ends up just picking the school that he's long been rumored to be favoring the, the entire time. We've seen that uh, Brian Kelly's not afraid to play uh, freshman with uh, Will Campbell and Emory Jones on the offensive side, Harold Perkins uh, and, and Mason Taylor on the offensive side. So um, you, you mentioned this kid. Are they hoping that he is that type of player that can come in and 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 step in right away and lock down one of those corners? Yeah, I think so. And, and they're still after a couple big, you know, corners as well in this class, but you know, as far as him physically, he's an early enrollee, and he's already looked. He already looks the part. I mean, he he looks filled out. I'm sure he'll get a little bit stronger as he gets older. But if you look at him, you you'd think he was honestly like a college sophomore already, um, just the wow. way he looks physically. And he'll have spring and summer to uh, continue yeah. to develop and get in the weight program. And so, yeah, they absolutely think he's somebody that could play early. And I I think he's got a good chance to factor in there for sure. Big, big recruit coming in this weekend, Desmond Ricks from ING uh, Academy. Uh, who's in the mix with him, and what's your, uh, where are you leaning on this one? Yeah, this one's a tough one because LSU's definitely had the most buzz around it um, going into the month of, Dece- of December. Uh, Florida and Alabama are the other two finalists, and they've certainly done a good job recruiting him too and, and giving him some things to think about. This is the kind of the part of the process where, you know, LSU's got a chance to uh, really impress his entire family, get them all back on campus, um, and and this is where you you kind of come to those final conversations um, around NIL. You come to those final right. conversations around playing time and depth chart. You know, they did just get Toviano. Um, they're recruiting Denver Harris, the Texas A and M DB uh, transfer. So. How does all those numbers work out? Because this is somebody that wants to play right away. He's an early enrollee. Um, he is, um, again, kind of one of those top flight defensive backs, and they all want to play early. So how does NIL, how does uh, playing time, how does the visit go? I think LSU is going to have a good chance to land him. It's just a matter of all those things kind of lining up in the end for them to hold on and, and get him on board. Billy Biden with us. If there's one position where – you got to have a bunch of them, and they all get to play. I mean, defensive back in in modern football, you you got to have a bunch of them, and you can put them all out there. Um, and it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, you have to be a, a, a stone cold safety. No, you can be a hybrid. You can do whatever. So, um, man, DBU might be coming back. Yeah, that's the the selling point. You know, JV and I talked to them after his decision. And he said, I'm, I'm recruiting more guys. I'm recruiting somebody to play opposite of me. And you've got to imagine that 
he's talking about Desmond Ricks. He's talking about trying to bring him with him um, now that he's committed. And he can spend these, you know, this last week or so recruiting him to to play opposite of him because they can just help each other. Um, those those two guys are good enough to quite honestly step in right away and if yeah. not start, I mean, play a ton. Um, I would say so. Um, those two are, I mean, really high end prospects who would really lock down those two corner spots for sure. Uh, Billy Embody with us. Last year, the big names in the recruiting class, and they both lived up to the billing, were Harold Perkins Jr. and Will Campbell. If I asked you, who are the big names in this recruiting class, if all the commitments honor their commitments and sign on the dotted line, is there a, is there a top of the top in this group? Yeah, I, I think there's a few that are, that are truly the top of the top. I think Deshaun Womack, uh, on the defensive side of the ball would be that. And he, okay. even if they landed Desmond, Desmond Ricks and, and they already have Toviano on board, he would still be the highest rated one out of them. Um, and he deserves to be. I mean, he was an absolute monster um, on the football field this year, and he's going to play right away. He's going to step into probably B.J. Ojolari's spot or um, Ali Gay's spot. I mean, he's, gonna, he's that good. Uh, he's okay. going to play early. And then... The Lance Hurd, I think, is starting to trend towards being a guy that could steal some time at a guard spot, kind of develop, and then maybe kick outside as he gets more comfortable. Uh, he's just a massive human. He's nasty. He's mean. Um, he's a prototypical tap, tackle, probably a right tackle um, in the NFL with just his insane length. Um, and he's physically ready to go, and we'll have a year um, to you know kind of Develop for sure in the weight program as he spends summer in Baton Rouge and mm-hmm. uh, gets ready for fall camp. But he's that good. I, I think those are your two tip of the top uh, names in this class. Uh, Billy, not to that, not because I've seen the kid play personally, but I, I think this kid Sheldon Sampson from from Catholic High with his length, uh, I think he's going to be a hit early. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Shelton's done a lot of really nice things as a senior, and he's, I mean, he's a five star and on three for a reason. And, and I think with the receiver room, it's going to be interesting to see which receivers out of this 2023 class end up playing first because, you know, LSU has Kayshawn Butte coming back. They've got Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas. Um, you can kind of go on. And then you look at the wide receivers that are coming in. You have Shelton Sampson. Um, you have Jalen Brown, who, uh, if they can hold on to him, I think has uh, an argument to be as highly rated as Shelton Sampson is. Um, he just kind of had a down year and, and had a poor quarterback situation. He's going to play in the All-American Bowl, though, and he'll have an opportunity to really shine and, and boost his ranking back up. Um, and then you have Kai Prion, another Louisiana guy, who's kind of a little bit of a gadget guy. And then Kyle Parker, who's super polished, coming out of Texas and really could be a nice option in the return game as well. So the receiver room class is very impressive. I think they all bring a little bit of something different. I wouldn't be shocked if it was Jalen Brown that stepped up and played early. Um, okay. It could be Shelton Sampson with that big body of his. It could be Kyle Parker coming out of the slot. I would take those three as the playing early types out of that group, though. Okay. Uh, Billy Embody with us. We we mentioned they want Desmond Ricks uh, defensive back. They want the transfer from A&M Denver Harris. Give me one more name that's out there that's significant that LSU really wants come Wednesday. 
Well, it looks like the last in-home visit for Brian Kelly went to Camorion Hempton, the Vanderbilt tight end commit out of North Crowley here in Texas. Um, really, really, really impressive physically. Um, 6'6", uh, huge wingspan, biggest catch radius arguably in the entire class. Uh, he just brings something special to that tight end room that LSU okay. doesn't have. They could split him out as a big you know, kind of red zone jump ball type. I mean, that's what North Crowley did a lot of. Um, he can run a go route and be a ball winner down the field. He wins contested balls really, really well. Um, and as he puts on more weight, he'll be able to kind of contribute a little bit more in the blocking game. Um, but he's willing and, and certainly athletic enough to, uh, um, you know, contribute on that front. Um, so he is uh, just really impressive, I, I think. I mean, they they used that last in home before the you know official visit weekend with Brian Kelly, uh, Mike Denbrock. They had a few other coaches that went up there trying to get one last point across before uh, he goes into this final weekend. He's trying to decide whether he wants to tech, take a Texas or an Ohio State visit. Um, but LSU is the team that is really pushing Vanderbilt hard. You talk to this kid; he is so impressive. And I think the big thing here is that it's not as much. You know how how does he weigh against uh, getting an LSU degree versus a Vanderbilt degree, for example? He's mm-hmm. very loyal. He he almost is one of those guys that would struggle to break his word to Vanderbilt, who gotcha. recruited him very early. They had him they had him on campus for an official visit all the way back in June. LSU offered in October, um, so that's I think what he's struggling with more than anything. But he's emerged as such, as such a high prospect that you know you almost kind of expect him to flip but again he is uh you know very very comfortable going to vanderbilt if that's where he ends up going we shall see give me give me a just real quick uh a, a pocket number that you think when the early signing period is said and done lsu will have how many uh faxes sent to them uh, if they are at 25 right now, uh, I believe Dalen Austin and potentially Paul Mabenga aren't going to sign early. Mabenga wants to sign with, uh, his teammates in the, in, in February. He's told me he's not taking any more visits though. That's just how he's doing okay. it. And then Dalen Austin is, um, one that is, is taking visits. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. Um, but those guys are two that won't sign, uh, as of now. So I would say, if they can get Ricks and the four-star defensive back, Isaac Smith out of Mississippi, uh, and then potentially Camorian Pimpton, you're looking at probably 26, 27 wow. letters of intent coming in, wow. which is pretty That'd impressive. Be awesome. That would be awesome. Billy Embody is awesome. He's already got his wife's Christmas present. He's in good shape. You're the best. Thank you so much for your time, and Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Thank you. Anytime, Jordy. Merry Christmas. Have a good one. You too, buddy. That's uh, Billy Embody from On3.com. Let's see here. The biggest names in today's music are taking over Gulf Shores, Alabama in 2023. Hangout Fest returns May 19th through the 21st with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Calvin Harris, Paramore, and more. The game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles has VIP passes to Hangout Fest. Enter in the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. VIP gives you access to exclusive viewing areas, stage-side pools. How cool is that? Hot tubs, rub-a-dub-dub, and gourmet food. Hangout Fest is a beach vacation 
vacation like no other. Find out more at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. We switch to the NFL. Larry Holder of The Athletic on this football Friday edition of the Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Every day is a Chamber of Commerce kind of day when you're listening to the Jordy Holberg Show. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros in Southwest Louisiana. 36 minutes after the hour. Welcome back on this Friday, December 16th. Um, Larry Holder of The Athletic, kind enough to join us. Good news for college football, if it is true. Pete Thamel reporting that Alabama's Bryce Young and Will Anderson are both planning to play in the Sugar Bowl. Yay, that would be great, not only for uh, the Sugar Bowl, the city of New Orleans. It would be great for college football. So I hope, I hope it is true. Larry Holder hopes it's true as well. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, and that, that would be good, uh, you know, because that's obviously kind of bucking the trend. I mean, look, yeah. we're seeing even uh, not top prospects like uh, Purdue's quarterback and wide receiver uh, kind of ducking out of, of their bowl game against LSU. But, uh, uh-huh. no, good to see you. Uh, and, uh, look, I trust Pete Dammel. I've, I've known him for a long time. Obviously, he's a, uh, if he's reporting it, I'm, I'm sure it's accurate that uh, Bryce and, and Will are going to play. So that will be good. I mean, that, that just brings a, kind of an added bonus uh, to that matchup here in New Orleans. Speaking of bonus, I just wonder, being um, one that delves underneath the, the, the first layer, I wonder if that was part of their NIL agreement. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to give you this money, but you're going to play in every game you possibly can until you can't play anymore. Maybe. Uh, I'm, you know what? Maybe. I never even really thought of that, but still, I, I, I just – here's the thing, though. If I'm, uh, if I'm in a deal like that, and I, I probably would not agree to that unless it's a, a college football playoff game. So, okay. that's, uh, I don't know. Maybe they're just doing it just – to play one more game. I don't know. Great. I don't know their motivation. Maybe it is, but uh, that's actually something I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering. I don't, I, I, hey, man, I, if it is, you never know. That, that's good. Yeah, you, exactly. You never know. Or, yeah, but it's. Uh, regardless, I mean, those are two of the top prospects in the NFL. I mean, those two guys yeah. could go top five, and Bryce to, could go number one. They don't need to play in this game. They, yeah, they don't need to go to the combine. They don't need to do anything but just wait. Um, and, and they're going to get paid. I made Larry Holder think a little bit. I'll, Merry Christmas to me. Wow. How's the city? <laughs> how's my city doing, man? It's all, I mean, the, the hotels, the Christmas lights, it's, it's gorgeous, right? Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I will say, uh, actually, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, specifically here on the West Bank, we had to dodge some tornadoes. Uh, yeah, which, uh, I which meant to, was, uh, that was. Yeah, meant to ask that you was, about that. Yeah, that came through. Okay? Yeah, on West Bank, and actually jumped in the close enough in my neighborhood. Uh, not Ooh. not to, not like the one in March, but uh, look, uh, fortunate. A lot of people, uh, you know, look have have had a rough uh, rough oh, time over the last couple of days, and so. But you know, uh, it's uh, I, for me. For, I'm I, I'm very fortunate, but still, yeah, it's uh, it's wild that uh, it's we're, we're dodging tornadoes now these days, and not uh, yeah, and uh, having to deal with that. Yeah, we had no hurricane issues at all. Now we got tornadoes. Did you actually see one from your, your vantage point? And how frightening is that? 
Uh, no, thankfully, uh, it, it kind of crossed through probably about four blocks away from me. Uh, but still, it was a uh, so like I said, the one in March. I mean, that actually uh, it went. The line was actually right over my house, and it oh. just hopped. So I was very, very, very lucky on that one. Uh, this one was uh, in close proximity, but not like that one. So it's, but it's, it, it, it was eerie that these two uh, within like nine months really kind of took a similar pattern. And it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's like, who knew that uh, the West Bank and Algiers and then Arabi, uh-huh. they got hit both times, uh, has become Tornado Alley. It's strange. Oh, my God. God bless all those that were affected. I just, oh, I can't even fathom that. Larry Holder of The Athletic. Our mutual friend Jeff Duncan wrote an article in the uh, in NOLA.com about the uh, Sean Payton how. If he comes back to coaching, he might consider coming back to the New Orleans Saints. So you, and I'm not, I'm not, he's not suggesting that he is, but he's just talking about what Sean Payton's looking for. And it seems like uh, from a management standpoint and front office standpoint, the Saints do have the answer. Do you think that's in the realm of possibility? Yeah, I think it, it is. And look, like you said, uh, we both know Jeff. Uh, he's not writing that if he's not getting intel that he trusts. Yeah. So, uh, and it's also, though, something that I don't think you or me or anyone else ever even really pondered uh, because we didn't think that Dennis Allen would be tr- in trouble at year one. So I think that's really uh, the thing that brought this into the realm of possibility. And you have to wonder, would the Saints be – Willing to, if they aren't happy, uh, part ways with Dennis Allen because you know you hear the topic and you say, "Oh, well, Dennis Allen could just stay on as defensive coordinator." If I'm in Dennis's shoes, I'm not staying around. I mean, if you're going to yeah. get rid of me after year one, uh, I'm right. going to have you pay my contract <laughs> and yeah. I, and and honor that. Maybe I'll go try to find something else. But still, yeah, I'll I take a year I off. Right, right, and, and <laughs> so or. If Sean wants to go coach somewhere else, you trade him, then he goes and works for Sean again. Uh, but still, I, I think, though, that uh, this is really now a scenario that we have to pay attention to and consider viable because of how Dennis Allen and this team right now has performed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, look, look, when you look at the situation, people like to point to, well, they got rid of Stan Van Gundy after year one. Why wouldn't they do the same thing with Dennis Allen? It's different with Dennis because they had 16, 17 years of history with Dennis. They had wow. about 30 seconds of history with Stan Van Gundy. So it's a different animal here. Yeah. Hmm. But he is what he is. I mean, yeah, I, I, granted, he was young when he was with the Raiders. Look at those numbers and look at these numbers. And you start to scratch your head and go, Okay, really good defensive coordinator. Ugh, not a good head coach. I mean, so it's a big gamble if you give him another year, and it's a gamble if you don't. It's a it's a fine line there. Yeah, and I think part of it, and I I got a lot of uh, flack on Twitter. Uh, basically, I was throwing uh, blame at the roster, uh, and not and people didn't think I was throwing enough blame at the head coach. Uh, I do think the roster is underperformed. Yep. I think that people like to compare last year, this year, where Sean Payton won games and he had to play four different cornerbacks. But he, I point to, well, at least Sean Payton had 
uh, five of those wins with the quarterback he wanted to actually have, and that was James Winston. Uh, so I think that people have to kind of put that in perspective. Uh, and, and, but still, I'm, I'm not – here's the thing. I'm not not blaming Dennis Allen. I mean, there's no question that something's not right. And to me, if you don't change at head coach – I think there's going to have to be a change at offensive coordinator. Like Pete Carmichael no might be the fall guy uh, yeah. if Sean doesn't want to coach with the Saints, and you got to make changes. I think Pete will, will will be the likely fall guy because the offense is just it's it's awful. just it's yeah yeah. I'll just say not very good. You could say awful. awful. We're both right. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. It's awful. Okay. Um, Andy Dalton's getting up there. I'm not faulting Andy Dalton. He's had some good moments, but she, he's only under a one-year contract. And Jameis Winston's got a couple year or another year under next year. What's, what's the point of not playing Jameis Winston now? And I'm not saying I think he's better than Andy Dalton or not. I, I just don't know what he is. Yeah, I, it's it, it leads you to believe that Something's going on behind the scenes uh, that that maybe is not we're not privy to, or it's been public, and uh, maybe it, if you look at it in that sense, that you almost feel like Dennis just doesn't trust Jameis Winston, even though they were trying to trust him early on, and they could say he's not healthy. I'm sure Jameis would disagree. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, uh, uh, but that's the biggest. Uh, you look at either head coach or the quarterback. I mean, that's the biggest problem. It's not like Andy Dalton has been. Awful, awful, but he is he is mediocre at best. When he's at his best, he's mediocre. I mean, yes. that's where you are. And so, right. it's it's you know, who are the who 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 are the people that get the most praise, and who are the people that get the biggest blame when things go good or bad? Head coach and quarterback. And I do think though that uh, you look at both head coach and quarterback. I mean, it's uh, Andy Dalton's not winning your games. I mean, that's no. that's the thing. He's just it's it you know it's. They they got shut out uh, two games ago. Last game they look they put up they didn't put up twenty points against a Bucks team that's not very good on defense anymore. And so yeah, it's uh, add it all up and it's it's why the Saints going into this game uh, when you look at the Athletics uh, probability of making the playoffs they have a one percent chance. Literally, <laughs> you know who's going to win chance. the you know who's going to win the <laughs> NFC South? The Carolina Panthers. <laughs> I knew you were going to go with that route. I mean, look, they're going to win. Look, Tampa's going to lose to Cincinnati this week. That puts them at six and eight. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. It, well, I will say it, it for someone who I felt like got uh, hosed in Arizona. Uh, Steve Wilkes, who's being the interim coach up there. I mean, that's look. It just goes to show you this guy can actually coach. Like he's, you know, he got one year in Arizona. Then they hired Cliff Kingsbury, and it's not like. Uh, Arizona did poorly under Wilkes. Uh, I think they went 500, but they only gave him one year, and then they they saw the nice, shiny sports car in Cliff Kingsbury, and it hasn't been all super rosy there either. So, uh, But, yeah, I I think that uh, that Carolina, obviously they've been having the quarterback shuffle. They trade Christian McCaffrey. They trade Robbie Anderson, and somehow, someway, they're kind of just scratching and clawing their way through just division and you might not be wrong, Jordy. I mean, we could be talking two weeks from now, and Carolina might be winning the division uh, going into, say, week 17. Larry Holder, the athletic. All right, the Falcons are right in the mix. They're one game behind. And, boy, they, 
they they shocked me. Uh, I'm not saying Marcus Mariota is the answer, but man, they're sending a rookie out to go uh, to play against an arch rival that he's not ever been a part of playing in the Superdome against the, what are they doing? Well, I, and, and this is going to be part of an article that's coming out actually tomorrow where I, I do a, a, a three quarters of the season study on all of the quarterbacks that are passer rating qualified. So basically 33 quarterbacks and Marcus Mariota the past five weeks has been awful. So and they've they've lost four of their last five games. The offense has uh, in their losses they haven't scored more than seventeen points in any of them. So mm-hmm. they need a jolt. Uh, they knew Marcus Mariota wasn't going to be the long term answer. I think they're giving themselves uh, a look at at Desmond Ritter uh, from Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, he had a very good career there. So I, you know, it's someone who I, I always thought maybe the Saints might have taken a long look at and maybe even consider drafting uh, in right. last year's draft. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, yeah, like I said, Mar- Mariota doesn't scare me, uh, even though he played no. pretty well, say, in the first half the last time the Saints played him. But, sure did. Uh, like, yeah, but like, I-, I think that uh, Atlanta's figuring they're, they're kind of faltering. Let's see if Ritter gives them a shot in the arm. And if he fails, then they, go, they probably look at quarterback again in this year's draft. Holy cow. Um <sighs> All right, let's talk about the Falcons. Saints win this game. It might be the last game they win all year. I have picked them. I mean, I'm, I'm on the record in our picks, having picked the Saints. I haven't had a lot of faith in them lately, rightfully so. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I think both offenses are, are pretty anemic. And I think uh, you're hearing Dennis Allen tr- talking about that they want to get Alvin Kamara back more involved. Oh, Alvin Kamara sh- saying the same thing, and yet look, Alvin up. Kamara's gotten the ball, and he, he's fumbled it away. And look, if, he, yeah. if he's not turnover prone, maybe the Saints win a, another game or two. So it's, uh, uh, but no, I'm with you just... that I think the Saints win this game. But uh, like you said, uh, this might be the last one they actually win this year. Golly, it's, I mean, there's got to be changes, a lot of changes after this season, like. Michael Thomas never available. Can can you trade him and get something of value? I don't think he's tradable given his contract and <sighs> and such. Like that's the thing. They have so many contracts that they've they it's finally they kick the can, kick the can, kick the can. Yeah. They gambled that they could still win this year. It hasn't happened, and now it's it's going to come bite them. So I yeah. I, uh, I don't know what they do. I mean, they can. They can trim some players, but they're going to eat a ton of money uh, in doing so. So it's, they are in such a poor spot. Like I said, it's finally caught up to them that they're, they've mortgaged the future, mortgaged the future, and now it's going to bite them. And I'm, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know how it gets better next year, to be frank. Yeah. Oof. Come on, Zion and the Pelicans, right? That, I mean, that's taken all the, the attention off the lowly Saints and all eyes in the city are on the Pelicans now. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. And it's uh, – look, I, I know they've lost their last two, but, I mean, obviously they're playing uh, – uh, Well, they're fun. Utah, U- yeah, Utah. But, I mean, look, they're still – they're one of, if not the best team in the West. And so it's, yeah. it's something that uh, – and, they, and they're doing a lot of this winning without Brandon Ingram. So, uh, you know, they yes. get him back healthy and – uh, they're definitely exciting. Uh, I could tell you, people are people are not talking about the Saints on the field. They're talking about Sean Payton, but people in New no. Orleans are talking about the Pelicans. And I mean, that's 
you would never. And they've been talking about them for weeks now. Uh, you would never have thought like that uh, in New Orleans that the Pelicans and Tulane have been uh, a yes. bigger part of the conversation uh, than than the Saints. That's that that is unprecedented. They're they're keeping Willie Fritz, and the Saints are trying to bring Sean Payton back. That's the big conversation, and Zion and all, and Larry Holder of The Athletic. Merry Christmas, my friend. Thank you so much, man. Enjoy. uh, We're off next Friday, so you don't have to listen to me for a couple of weeks, but you're going to listen to me when we get back. (laughs) We'll have a lot to talk about, I'm sure. (laughs) By by that time, Dennis Allen could be fired. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's right. The horse is going to walk in with Sean Payton and his contract's going to be out the roof and he's going to buy another penthouse uh, in the four seasons. Why not? Larry, Merry Christmas, go. buddy. Stay safe. Jordy, you too, man. Always good talking to you. And yeah, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thank you, buddy. I really appreciate it. Well, it's another two-for-one deal from AcadianaDeals.com. You can get a $50 voucher to the Half Shell Oyster House for only $25. That's a $50 voucher. You can get it for half the price. Once again, visit AcadianaDeals.com to get a $50 voucher to the Half Shell Oyster House for only $25. bucks. we will wrap up our number one after this final timeout. Alexa and the game make a great team. Do yourself a favor and enable the Alexa skill, the game Southwest Louisiana, so you can keep it locked in to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, wherever you go. Game 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles wants to hook you up with tickets to a special sneak peek of the new Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody. That's right. You can see it before anyone else by simply texting Whitney to 68683. That's Whitney to 68683 to score a pair of tickets for a special sneak peek December 20th at the Celebrity Theater in Broussard. It's the I Want to Dance with Somebody sneak preview brought to you by A. Brian's Jewelers and the game, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Coming up, our number two, Fridays with Faust. And George, James, and I will pick our games. Our number two straight ahead, the Jordy Helpert Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Our number two of two. And away we go on this Friday, December 16th, the year 2022. My main man, James Mesh, back in the master control suite in the game studios. He's on the campus of Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're also on in Lake Charles on 1041 FM, streaming around the world, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you're in the Acadiana area, have a television set, pop it on because you can see us as we're simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. France will take on Argentina in the World Cup final on Sunday. You can watch the thrilling action starting at 9 a.m. on Delta Media's Telemundo Lafayette free over the air on KLWB Channel 50.3 and Cox Channel 19. For Lake Charles listeners, World Cup fans can watch on Telemundo Lake Charles free over the air on Channel 19.2 
and suddenly channel 137. That's thrilling World Cup action on Delta Media. Uh, we will pick a winner of that matchup coming up in our picks uh, toward the end of this high-quality radio program with George Becknell and James Mesh. France, the defending World Cup champion, or does Messi, the messiah of Argentina, finally get his one World Cup title? We will talk about that. Um, Busy recruiting weekend for LSU. They've got a bunch of prospects coming in. National Signing Day uh, is um, coming up this Wednesday, the 21st. Thursday, the 22nd, closes up on Friday, the 23rd. Oh, for you um, Raging Cajun fans, and there's a bunch of them, I just wanted to let you know that when the Cajuns go to Shreveport to play in the Independence Bowl, on Friday the 23rd, the high temperature in Shreveport, one of the coldest cities on the planet Earth, okay? I'm just telling you, the high on that day is 30 degrees. The high. Guess what the low is on Friday the 23rd? We're in single digits. Nine degrees. Have you ever sat in a football game in nine-degree weather? Holy cow. There's not enough there's not enough clothes. I don't know what gets cold on you, but man, my toes. I can put sock after sock and layer after, and my toes just go. And it's miserable. But anyway, uh, expect a cold day in Shreveport on the 23rd. I'm not trying to dissuade anyone. I want all the Cajuns to flock to the Indie Bowl. I really do. Um, yeah, it's going to be cold, but it's going to be fun going to be a lot of fun. It wasn't fun for uh, the Pelicans last night as they fell to the Utah Jazz yet again, this time in overtime. They're 0-3 against the Jazz this season. The Pels are now 18-10 overall. They have fallen back out of first place. They're one game behind the surging Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizz have won seven in a row eight of their last 10. Remember, the Pels had won seven straight. Now they've dropped two in a row, and it doesn't get easier. This road trip closes out on Saturday against the Phoenix Suns, and you know the Suns want to beat the Pels more than any other team out there after what New Orleans did to them in the Smoothie King Center. LSU basketball has another game on Saturday as they take on Winthrop as they get closer and closer and closer to um, the start of SEC play uh, when things get really, really, really interesting. And they lead off with uh, one of those ranked Arkansas Razorback teams. It's always, always good. It was a good night last night for the Raging Cajuns as uh, Jordan Brown scored a team-high 20 points to lead four players in double figures. And the Cajuns shot over 50% from the floor for the third straight game. They beat McNeese 78-70 in Lake Charles last night at the Legacy Center. Uh, Greg Williams scored 17 behind a season-high Five threes. Terrence Lewis, the second, added 16 as uh, Bob Marlins Club is now 10 and 1, equaling its best start since the 1990-91 season while earning its eighth straight win over McNeese in the 98-game series. They have, uh, yeah, they've kind of controlled that thing. Gets a little tougher for the Cajuns 
uh, because Wednesday, the uh, the 21st of December, they are traveling to Austin to take on nationally ranked Texas in a 7 p.m. contest at UT's new Moody Center. Don't know if their head coach is going to be back after what has happened to him, but uh, Texas is a really, really good ball club. It'll be an outstanding test for the Cajuns. And in, in basketball, it's not like football. You just got to shoot the ball well. If you shoot it well, you got a chance to beat anybody. And we've seen that throughout with upset after upset after upset. We've got some really good college basketball games this weekend. Uh, 14th-ranked Indiana versus 8th-ranked Kansas. 4th-ranked Alabama in Birmingham to to welcome 15th-ranked Gonzaga. We got Houston at number 5 taking on number 2 Virginia. In a battle of uh, the titans of college basketball throughout the history of college basketball, 16th-ranked UCLA taking on 13th-ranked Kentucky and number 6 Tennessee versus number 9 Arizona. How about that for some really, really high-level college basketball tune-ups before conference play starts? Are you listening to me, LSU? Are you listening to me, both Kim Mulkey and Matt McMahon? Are you listening? That's what we want. That's what we need. That's what your teams need. Better games. Get you so what if you lose it? Strength of schedule will be great in basketball. It's not like football. You lose one game, you lose two games, you're done. No, no. Basketball is different, man. Strength of schedule. You got to play good teams. So anyway, uh, we'll discuss all that and much, much more. Of course, the Saints at home Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons um, in a game where, you know, does anybody really care? Does anybody really care? Um, I don't know. It, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Last night, Thursday night football, San Francisco 21, Seattle 13. I'm just saying that uh, that uh, quarterback, Brock Purdy, 17 of 26, 217 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions no interceptions christian mccaffrey was the workhorse 26 carries for 108 yards george kittle was the star in the receiving ranks four receptions out of five targets 93 yards two touchdowns along of 54 and they did this without debo samuel in seattle oh 49ers i'm just saying i'm just saying with that defense Holy cow, with that defense, Nick Bosa with another sack, another tackle for loss. He's unstoppable. Uh, What a great defense they are. And now San Francisco has clinched the NFC West at 10 and 4. Seattle is at second at 7 and 7. Arizona and uh, the LA Chargers are at 4 and 9. So San Francisco getting better and better and better. It just shows you how how much coaching comes into play. It really, really does. And uh, Kyle Shanahan, one of the best, if not the best, when it comes to uh, calling some plays. Holy cow. Um, He's really, really good. Uh, All right. So um, George Faust will be joining us in a minute, and then we will make our uh, weekly picks as well all coming your way um let's see the game wants to stuff your stocking with a 500 visa gift card it's the christmas comes early sweepstakes presented by armentar jewelers simply 
Enter in the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for a chance to score a $500 Visa gift card. It's that easy. It's the Christmas Comes Early Sweepstakes, powered by Armentor Jewelers and the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We'll take our first time out Fridays with Faust when we return to the Jordy Helper Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY sports director George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. What's up, George? Happy Friday, buddy. Happy Friday! Looking forward to the weekend for sure, and hey, a lot, lot of lot of good football to talk about, right? And uh, yeah, and and some hoops now, Jordan. We got some yeah, hoops to talk about. Cajuns. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you heard me, but um, when you travel up to Shreveport for the Indie Bowl, it's going to be a low of nine degrees. I'm just saying. Hey, hey I, I I let uh, I let Karaski take that assignment. I, I've covered the Independence Bowl multiple times. Uh, I, I thought it was time to let some other people kind of experience and thus what it's like to cover thus a game the name and freezing the king of KLFY. <laughs> yes, the king learning to delegate. Uh, it's not been that long, but I gotta get your thoughts. What a game between St. Thomas Moore and Lafayette Ooh. Christian. It's got to be one of the from people that called me or texted me said it was the greatest game high school game they've ever seen. It was it was definitely a uh, an unbelievable contest. You, you didn't you didn't know how it was going to end because both the teams had such uh, explosive offenses. Even after STM, you know, got the onside kick, you were still like, okay, well, LCA might be able to come back here. It's we got thirty seconds left. You know, there's a lot yeah. of time. Jawan Johnson knows how to how to score in quick situations like that so yeah it, it was a back and forth game and i mean that last minute and a half two minutes that that was some of the most exciting i i didn't want so i had to get ready for a live shot right so i'm trying to right. maneuver like I, i'm like okay i gotta get ready for this shot i don't want to leave the dome i, I don't want to leave the sideline because i want to see how this game plays out so uh yeah. it all worked out but yeah it was unbelievable i mean the amount of talent on the field was was phenomenal, and then, you know, it was definitely by far. I mean, there were some other close games in that in the dome that that weekend, right. Right. but by far that one that one ranked as number one for me because because of the uh, the excitement level that was. I mean, you could just it was so evident uh, that that you know you never knew what was happening who was going to end up you it was you were on the edge of your seat you were biting your fingernails on the edge of your seat i've seen some dominant high school performers football basketball i've never i don't know if i've ever seen a team rely on one guy like lca does to johnson and the dude never never stops delivering it's amazing yeah yeah, and, and the great the great thing about him is I think you know he's he, he, as a quarterback he's he's a pretty solid quarterback, but I think his 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 um, there's even more benefit to him when he's off script. 
Like you may say, all yeah. right, we're you know we're going to run the uh, you know uh, a, a tenant in, you know, and you're going to throw it to to whoever, uh, but then that breaks down. So they're they're not there, right? So he he when he's improvising. Man, he's like a high school version of what Jalen Hurts is doing in the NFL, moving around. He's a much better athlete than he is quarterback, and that's not right. knocking him as a, as right. a quarterback. I'm just right. saying he's you, really good when he's he's you, improvising. He's got another year of high school. Do you think he's a college quarterback? Is he going to be highly recruited by major colleges as a quarterback, do you think? Uh, according to his Twitter, he, he's got Georgia, uh, LSU, I mean, the, the Alabama. I mean, the, yeah, there's okay. some big schools that are on him. Uh, I don't know exactly where they have it, like what star he is per se, but, but I think the, the upside, the ability to, to create plays and it has a lot of people's eyes right now. Yeah. You, you can teach a kid how to throw. Uh, right. Jaden Daniels, classic, classic case. Um, you can teach him how to throw it and where to throw it and who to throw it to, uh, but that improvisational thing, either you got it or you don't. And this dude, he's got it in spades, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, and St. Thomas More's got their quarterback coming back, and he threw for almost 500 yards. Good luck in that district next year. <laughs> right. Jeez. Sam Altman. Sam Altman, you know, it's funny because at the beginning of the year, they were they were having, uh, you know, it was a quarterback battle. They had two guys. Uh, and, and and Sam Altman kind of took over the job late, later in the year, and and has done a phenomenal job of uh, distributing the ball, getting the ball where Shane, Shane Savoy says, "Hey, this is where we need to be." Yeah, he's got he's got a bright future too. Yeah, that district man, I'm telling you, that's crazy how how good the the teams are in there. Hey, were you surprised that uh, Trev Falk uh, decided he didn't want to coach anymore? What? what? Yeah. Yeah, I was a little, little, little surprised by that. Uh, only because I, I think there's so much talent, and you know, he hasn't been labeled as the head coach when they won the state championship. So that kind of threw me off for a loop. Like, you know, he wasn't actually the head coach. He what? was in the program, take, taking part, but his name isn't the one that's associated with the head coaching position. What? Uh, Jacardi Carter has a couple, and then uh, one of their uh, another guy, another athletic director uh, that was listed as the head coach. Uh, well, is that the makes other guy. no so, sense. Um, what's that? That makes no sense. Well, it's just the way. It's just the way the. Uh, they they had had late, I think Trev was doing a different job and they couldn't be the head coach at the time. Oh. It, it's a it's just a stipulation you got to be on campus or something. Like that. I, that, that rule I got you. Uh, eludes me at the moment, and he he was doing another job but contributing to the staff. So he gotcha. was you okay know, having a big now part that of makes the program, sense. but he wasn't. Yeah. So and anyway, he's got so that quarterback. Co- he's got that quarterback coming back. Why leave now? Leave next year. Well, maybe there's an opportunity that he can't pass up right now somewhere yeah. else. And I'm not saying coaching wise. Uh, right. I, have, I, have com- I have communicated with him about about what, what's up next for him, and, and he didn't reveal anything too telling. Just that you know, there's an opportunity. You know, he's got some other things in mind that he wants to pursue. Okay. So, well, good for him. Good for him. Yeah. All said and yeah. done, pretty darn good. Uh, another good season of high school football in the Acadiana area. Um, what's basketball? I know it's early for basketball, but what, what's it going to look like for the Acadiana Lake Charles area uh, when it comes to hoops? Yeah, 
Uh, look, you know, obviously you have the guys that are always good. Uh, uh, STM, uh, Danny Broussard does a great job. No um, doubt. You have uh, Bo Shane. Their, their program's pretty in, impressive. Northside High School always uh, always uh, has has quality players. They they have a a young man uh, Zion is actually his name, and he he's what? he's done a phenomenal job uh, of playing uh, and doing doing his part to make Northside a, a, a good program. So they, they've got the perennials, the guys, the teams that are always right. that are always kind of uh, up there. They're up there, and they continue to do. Southside's an interesting, uh, an interesting dynamic uh, because uh, you know they're under a first-year head coach, but a coach that knows basketball. Obviously, Ross, uh, Russ, um, Russ, uh, uh, he, he's. I'm picking up the kid, so I got, I got, I got to. I got you. I'm maintaining got you. two things, but, but, he, but Southside's coach. Uh, he, you know, he he knows basketball. Coach at New Iberia, Wait. and uh, I know. So he's he's. Taking over a program that Brad Boyd kind of set in stone there, or set in pace to to have success. Right. So we'll see how good they're going to be. Uh, they they could possibly win that district. That that that's they they uh when you look at the district three five a, there's not too many other schools that are basketball schools. Uh, so I think Southside's kind of set up to win that district. Uh, Acadiana doesn't usually have a a super strong. Uh, a high school basketball program, and then uh, you know you go lower down. I, I know a lot about Notre Dame's basketball program. There, there's a kid on there, a, 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 five, a five nine sophomore point guard that's pretty good. Uh, I, I think he goes by the name of uh, Parker Faust. Yeah, that's him. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. You're just now picking up the kids from school. What school keeps the kids till the end of the day on the day before Christmas break? What's what's going on there? Uh, so I we I was I was at work earlier today. I went into the station, did some things, got everything together for tonight's six o'clock show, and then I uh, come pick them up. So uh, they, they they get out at three fifteen, and uh, wow. and so yeah, they're they're uh, they're they're put it on here waiting. Put it on speaker for me. Put it on speaker. Can you do that? Oh wait, H- hang on one second. Because they, they, they're just – I told them to wait outside for a second. Oh, no, get them in the car. Come on, I want to hear the excitement. They, they, they'll hear, this yeah, is, they're in now. You can talk to them. This is live radio. Kids, Merry Christmas. Eric, no Eric, school for two weeks. How about that? Good stuff, right? Yeah. You excited? <laughs> Are you excited? Yeah. You can <laughs> scream now. You can You can laugh and scream and be happy. <laughs> Yeah, and don't worry. Don't worry. Santa just, is coming. I promise you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the five-year-old right there. That is well-disciplined kids. Keep you on your I'd toes. have been going crazy. Dad, get off the radio. <laughs> Let's go get a soft drink and some candy. It's it's the holidays. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's our Friday treat, man. We go get drinks on Friday. So yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, you look. You go enjoy your time with your kids. Merry Christmas! Hey, we're off next Friday, so uh, enjoy yep. not okay. having to talk to me for a while. Okay. <laughs> hey, I love talking to you, Jordy. It's, well, it's maybe we can. The, uh, I may. Fun. I may make Friday into Thursday. So stay tuned. Okay, stay tuned. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Sounds All right, good. buddy. Well, Merry Christmas <laughs> to the Faust family Merry Christmas. and kids. Yep. Kids, let me hear you one more time, guys. One more time. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, here, let, let them listen, because here's your outro. All right. 
Tune in next week to Jordy Holdberg for Fridays with Faust here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Jordy Holdberg Show prides itself on settling for nothing less than the best. This thing has a variety of nauseating aspects to it. Jordy has the best takes, the best guests, and let's be honest, the best nickname. The Blonde Bomber is cool as hell. I agree. All right. Let's play ball. Back to only the best on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. are back and better than ever great thing bowl games are going on as we speak already uh UAB beat the uh, UAB beat Miami of Ohio 24 to 20 and UT San Antonio leads Troy now 12 zip with about 56 seconds left to go in the half bowl season is upon us a bunch of games tomorrow Cincinnati um with Louisville a game of interest to me, Florida is with against Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl and on and on and on. Lots of games uh, uh, going. Uh, we told you earlier, it seems like um, uh, the Sugar Bowl has just got a, a little bit more juice as both Bryce Young and Will Anderson have opted in for the Sugar Bowl, according to Nick Saban. And that certainly goes against the... Um, the way things have happened in the past with schools and Nick Saban said he doesn't expect the tide to have any opt outs for the game. They face Kansas state December 31st in the all state sugar bowl. How about that? All right. It's time to make some picks. Yes, indeed. James mesh back in the game, uh, master control studios and my good buddy, George Becknell joining us via the, Greatness of Zoom. George, happy holidays, buddy. How are you? Jordan, I'm fantastic. Happy holidays to you and James. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. How about you? It's Friday. We got some cool, crisp weather. Uh, I love it. So it, we, we kind of changed things up. We got a one bowl game, a bunch of college basketball games, and some NFL games. And um, we have to start, though, because I said it now. For, I was remiss. I'm going to throw you all a curveball. Um, Sunday, World Cup final. France, the defending World Cup champion versus Messi in Argentina. George, who you got? Jordy, you know, it is crazy to believe that Messi has never won a World Cup championship. Yeah. And you know me, I love greatness. So it it I can't see I can't see Messi having this opportunity and not taking advantage to add this on top of his storied career to get this World Cup championship. So I'm a betting man. I'm betting on Argentina. I know France won it last year, but give me Argentina to, at the World Cup title. All right. James Mesh. I remember watching the final for Argentina versus Germany in 2014, and it took, I think, 130 minutes for them to finally come to a final result, and they mm-hmm. just came so close. I think this time, Messi's able to come out or go out on top and actually get it for once. He may not score unless it's a penalty kick, but he affects the game so much just by his mere presence. He'll open up things. For, and he is, he is such a great passer 
My goodness gracious. Uh, give me Argentina all the way. Messi, Messi, Messi. Yes, indeed. All right. Um, we're in agreement. One bowl game tomorrow involves an SEC school, the Las Vegas Bowl, Florida, Billy Napier's crew against Oregon State. George, what do you think? Well, Jordan, I look at this matchup, and Oregon State's been – they've been solid. You know, they, they've only lost to USC Utah, who played in the Pac-12 championship. They also lost against Washington. Um, they, they beat the teams they're supposed to beat, but you look at this Florida team. This Florida team is under, underachieved all year. I think they're more talented than this Oregon, Oregon State team, and they've had, like, a few weeks to prepare. Give me the Gators. I know they're 6-6, they, they're six six, but – Give give me the Gators. I just believe that they're more talented. Okay, get the Gators uh, to win it over Oregon State, the Beavers. All right, so James, what do you think? I think this is going to be a really tough one for Florida. I mean, Anthony Richardson is not going to be in there. He's going to be preparing for the draft. Same thing with Osiris Torrance from the Cajuns. And I believe Florida is also not going to have their top receiver, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, a lot of talent not going to be there for Florida. I, I just believe in the Beavers. We've had uh, Brennan Ertle. He comes on for Who Dat Wednesday for us to talk about Saints, and he lives up in Oregon, and he works with the Beavers, and we've kind of gone along with the journey with him, and I believe in Oregon State to win this one. Oregon State's going to take care of business. They're a much better team, I think, than the Florida Gators. Sorry, George. Um, yeah, give me the Beavers uh, uh, all, all the way on that one. Okay. Um, some really, really good college basketball games and you know i preach from my from my soapbox about you got to play good teams that get you ready for your conference games we've got five matchups of thoroughbred teams let's start off with it's great that indiana is back on the map 14th ranked team in the country they got to take on rock chalk jayhawk bill selfs kansas jayhawks always good they're the eighth ranked team in the country two storied basketball programs george who do you like? Well, Jordy, I, I like the Kansas Jayhawks. You know, Isaiah Thomas, Bob Knight, they can't help Indiana in this <laughs> one. I think I, I think they're a little overrated in my opinion. You know, the losses against Arizona Rutgers are pretty big to me. I know they beat USC, but I really like what Bill Self is doing, has always done with yeah. Kansas, and I think that they're going to win this one going away. So give me the Jayhawks over the uh, Hoosiers. Uh, all right. James Mesh. Looking at Indiana so far, I mean, they've only played two road games. One of them, they got a two-point win over Xavier, but then alluding to what George said, I mean, they really underperformed against Rutgers, only scoring 48. They've only played two away games, whereas Kansas has had already five home games, and they're undefeated so far. I really lean towards Kansas to win this one. All right. Uh, we are in total agreement. Kansas, um, year in, year out. You got to give Bill Self a lot of credit. He he cheats, um, got away with it, uh, but Kansas is always going to be there. I, Indiana limited. They got a big that's really really good, but they're a little limited. Um, give me Kansas. All right, we go to Birmingham, Alabama, fourth ranked Crimson Tide, who've already beaten North Carolina, have already beaten Houston, two teams that were ranked number one in the country when they played them. Kind of been a disappointment for. Mark Fuse, Gonzaga Bulldogs, but the Zags are 15th in the country. They're traveling from west down to the deep south. George, take it away. 
Jordan burns me up to say this, but man, Alabama has been impressive. They're good. Yeah, they, they are they, good. They've been really, really good, Jordan. And, and you talk about the the big wins that they've had. And honestly, I think Gonzaga's ranked fifteenth because of what they've been in the last few years. I don't think they're good enough to even be the fifteenth ranked team in the in the country, in my opinion. Alabama's rolling. They're going to continue to roll. I like Alabama to win this game big, and especially since it's played in Birmingham too. No shot in Birmingham. Yeah. Bulldogs. Give me uh, Alabama. I've played in Birmingham. In fact, uh, James, just FYI, that's where the SEC basketball tournament used to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I played on the team that was the only LSU team to ever win the SEC basketball tournament title. Uh, we beat Kentucky in the finals. It snowed in Birmingham. We couldn't get out of town, and we could have <laughs> cared less. We just had a ball. So, um, yes, um, Bama versus Gonzaga. That's just a little story that popped up. Uh, who do you like, uh, James? A little bit of t- little tidbit of information there. Yeah. Uh, the tide of they've really been surging the last couple of years, and they're really on a roll right now. I mean, getting two big wins over North Carolina and Houston, who were both number one at the time. North Carolina, that was an overtime win where both of them got over 100. I really look towards them. I know Gonzaga is always just a main staple. They always win, but having three losses already is feels very out of character for them. And I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go with Alabama on this one. I I know Matt disagrees with me, but uh, I'm I'm leaning towards the Tide. I don't care about Matt. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was talking I was talking with him earlier what about is about all the that? game. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Drew Timmy been there way too long, way too long for the Zags. They don't have that point guard like they used to have. They they they're missing some quality outside shooting. Alabama long. Alabama athletic. Alabama just really good defensively, and they got a freshman that can knock down shots. Give me Bama all the way. Um, they were number hey, one. Jordan. Yes. Go ahead, James. I mean, that Jordan Holberg, who won the SEC title, had a mustache. I'm requ- I speak for everybody. We oh, bring the mustache back. No, it's gone. Bring it it's back. done. It's done. It's done. That was a that was another story. <laughs> For motivating our team. Uh, anyway, um, number five, Houston. Bring it back. No, number five, Houston. Number two, Virginia. You talk about the up-tempo of the Cougars and the slow pack line defense of the Wahoos. Who do you like in this one? Well, Jordan, I, you know, it's basketball is the up-tempo game today. You know, you it, it's the days are gone where you can just throw it in the post and watch a big go to work. That's not that's not what's going to happen anymore. I think Houston uh, they got the wake up call when they lost to Alabama. Kevin Sampson's team is a very very good team. I, I like I like the Cougars, you know, to okay. win in this one. All right, so give me uh, James. James, what about uh, uh, Coach Bennett versus uh, Houston and Coach Sampson? I really like offense and I I really like Houston, but it, it feels like with Virginia, their defense maybe. Kind of steps up a little too much for him tonight. I think the Cavaliers are actually going to get the win. I really want, I really lean towards the Cougars, but something tells me that Virginia is going to get this one tonight. Um, Virginia does not beat themselves. They don't Correct. turn the ball over. Houston gets a little sporadic and erratic, and if they start doing that, then it plays right into the hands of Virginia, who will lull you to sleep. They'll make you do some things that you're not accustomed to. Uh, they'll get to the free throw line. Give me the Wahoos in a close one over Houston. Ah, the big one. The two storied programs in college basketball is no John Wooden 
uh, and no Kareem or Lou Alcindor for the for the Bruins, but 16th ranked UCLA, 13th ranked Kentucky, big one on this one. Who do you like, George? George, I look at these. I look at the numbers for both of these teams. They're very evenly matched defensively, offensively. They both shoot the ball really, really well. I think USC, UCLA shoots in a little bit better. But I like Kentucky on this one because Kentucky's better on the boards. Mm-hmm. So much to my chagrin, I hate Kentucky. <laughs> you hate Kentucky, but, but you're, going think, with, you're going with think, Cal think, and the Cats. Win this game. All right. <laughs> they win this one. Cal and the Cats. All right. Um, James? When it comes to this close of a matchup, it's, it's pretty much a pick I lean towards the home team. I even want to look at the spread, but I, I really haven't been able to find anything so far. Uh, I'm going to lean with George on this one. I'm going to go with Kentucky. Go Big Blue. They need it. They need it badly. Um, I like I like that Kentucky always starts to build and build. I think it's starting to build. I love their point guard. I love their freshmen. Um, and they always have big. So give me give me Kentucky. Um, Rick Barnes, Tennessee Volunteers, sixth-ranked team in the country, taking on Arizona, the ninth-ranked team in the country, with their coach in his first year after leaving Mark Few and Gonzaga. What do you like, the Vols or the Wildcats, George? Give me the Wildcats, Jordan. Basketball's a, a high-scoring game these days, and Arizona puts it in the bucket a lot more than Tennessee. Don't uh-huh. get wrong, Tennessee's a great defensive team, but I think Arizona outscores them. And uh, wins this game going away. All right, James. James. I really, James. I, I may be overvaluing this win, but Tennessee's win over Kansas kind of, kind of resonates with me, and I, I'm gonna take Tennessee on this one, even though I, I do lean towards uh, Arizona a lot. It, it's out west. It's mm-hmm. in Zona. Uh, give me, give me the Wildcats. Home court advantage is huge. I, one more that I gotta add real quick oh. before we get to the NFL. Father versus son. Rick Patino at Iona faces his son Richard Patino at New Mexico. Does the young lad get dad? Oh, absolutely. New Mexico all day. The, what is it? The Lobos? The Lobos, yes. Undefeated. Yeah. Can you tell me what Iona's nickname is? Iona don't know. And I don't <laughs> that's good. And I don't know what it is. I know what it is, but I don't know what it is. What's a gale? G A E L. What's a gale? Is that a wind or like a windstorm? I don't know. It's, it's it's a name for a lady. That's what it is. It's a lady's name. Gale. What? No, I'm it's looking that up. Name. I'm calling. Uh uh-uh, I'm looking. James, you're my producer. You look that up. And after you tell me who's going to win, then you come and tell me what that is. A gale? Yes. Oh. I'm a Lobo take- Gales. G A E L S. But who you got to win the game? I'll take the Sun on this one. Yeah, the uh, Sun's going to win it. All right, yep. while James looks that up, a lame for a lady. What are you talking about? Gaelic All right. speak, yep. people. To the NFL Ireland. we go, and Saturday night, temperatures are going to be um, below, below freezing. Wind gusts are going to be in the teens. Miami, welcome to Buffalo. What you got, George? I saw a tour with a T-shirt that says, that says, uh, I wish it was colder. I mean, he must still, his bell must still be rung from all those hits, <laughs> man, because there's no way. <laughs> there's, there's no way, especially after they, what they look like in Frisco, there's no way they're going to Buffalo in the snow and winning this game. Give me Josh Allen and the Bills. And, 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 and they, 
what what did Berman say? That nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Yeah. The Bills in the snow, man. It's not even close. All right. Um, you can find out what a Gale is there, James. Yeah, it's a uh, Gaelic-speaking people inhabiting Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man. Okay. Gaelic languages. Well, that's, how do you make a mascot out of that? Well, anyway, whatever. Um, Drunk guy, maybe? I don't know. Whatever. All right, uh, James, the, the warm climate of South Beach heading to the frigid uh, area of Niagara Falls. What do you think? I don't know if you'd seen what Tua had said because you had mentioned the shirt George but did you hear what he had said how it was like it snows in Alabama too I'm used to the snow that's funny that's funny it is uh, um, I, I do lean towards Buffalo here though Miami narrowly got it early in the season before but to me even though Buffalo's had some ugly wins as of recently I still think they need this win to be able to have the higher seed in the playoffs. When it's cold, the best thing you can do is run the football. The most difficult thing to do is patch it, pass it and catch it. What does Miami do? Pass it and catch it. They're going to have all kind of problems in this one. Buffalo, Josh Allen uh, will roll in this one. Trying to, trying to give my boss some, some love. Okay. Some love. He's a, a long suffering Detroit lions fan. The Lions are on a roll. Uh, they've won after losing five of their first six. I think they've won five of their last six. Um, they're in the playoff discussion. They head to the New York Jets. Do the Lions do it again, George? Absolutely. Look, I love Dan Campbell. I love Aaron Glenn. They've been doing a fantastic job. Jared Goff has played some good football this year. People don't give Jared Goff credit. He's yeah. been very good this year. Yeah. And starting for the New York Jets is going to be one Zach Wilson. Oh, my God. Oh, he's if back starting not, again? Okay. Because Mike White is hurt. Yeah. And and they won't clear him. So, Zach Wilson is starting. If this is not set up for the Lions to win the game, I don't know what is. So, <sighs> give me the Lions in this one. Okay. Not only do I want you to pick the winner, James, but who wins in the, in the stare down between Dan Campbell – and Robert Sala. Oh, those are some big dudes, man. That's hmm. some big dudes as coaches. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> they they're definitely some some big guys. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely take Detroit on this one. I have no faith in Zach Wilson. Uh I, I was I was very much in favor of the benching because of how poor he's he had played. Um I'm all I'm all for the Lions. They were on the hard knocks and they are bucking the trend. I hope they make it in the playoffs. Because nobody makes it to the playoffs that gets on hard knocks. Nobody wants to uh, to be on hard knocks, but they embraced it. And he looks like a fun coach to play for. I, I like it. Give and me they're... Detroit on the road to beat the Jets. James. I mean, uh, George. <laughs> the fighting Joe Burrows against your boy, uh, Tom Brady, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Talk to me. Jordan, this, this is, this is must-see TV. This is going to be the true passing of a torch. There you go. I think Joe Burrow is going to be that next guy that dominates the league. Like Patrick Mahomes is the more talented one, but it, but so was Peyton Manning. Joe Burrow is going to be the new Tom Brady, and he's going to go to Tampa and beat the brakes off of the old Tom Brady. And the Bengals will win this game going away in beautiful weather. Give me Joe Burrow all day long. All Go right. Bengals. 
James Mesh, are you in agreement? Oh, 1,000%. Cincinnati's on a roll. Joe has Jamar Chase back. That offense is rolling. The Bucks. I think they lose, and then the Panthers beat the Steelers. So then we'll see both of them at 6-8. and eight. Oh, Carolina's so going to win the division. I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe it. Uh, give me Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. Uh, give it to – you know what? The one Saint I miss more than any Saint that got away is that Hendrickson guy, the defensive yeah. lineman for Cincy. Mm-hmm. Does he get a sack every game? He's unbelievable. Trey Hendrickson, but he's going to say hello to Tom Brady. He's going to pretend like he's got – he's probably going to have a Saints jersey underneath his shoulder pads just to get that vibe, you know? So, yeah, give yeah. me Cincy in this one. All right, who cares? Uh, Falcons starting a rookie, Desmond Ritter. I'm sure he's called up Mike Denbrock, uh, the offensive coordinator for – um, uh, you know, the Saints, who for whatever for LSU and all that stuff, and um, since uh, the Falcons come into the Superdome, why are they starting this kid against an arch rival on the road in the Superdome? You'll be there, George. You'll be screaming your head off. Who do you like? Yeah, man. So, speaking of Saints defensive lineman, shout out to Cam Jordan, who's starting this 200 game as a New Orleans Saint. Wow, and one thing he does. And one thing he's done more so than anything he's done in his career is sack Falcons his quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Look, Cam Jordan will be on this young kid early. He'll be on this young kid often. I'm going to be in there yelling my head off. The Saints will win this football game, and it won't matter. But who that goes Saints. All right. James Mesh. I think the fact that Desmond Ritter is going to be out there for the first time, I feel like he'll be nervous. This will be – the best opportunity that the Saints have the rest of the way to get a win. I think they do get it, but looking at the rest of the way, I I don't think they're able to get – I think they go 0-3 after this. I mean, I think the Panthers, like you had said, maybe they win the division. I think they get that last win week 18 because they're still going to be playing for some. I'm telling you. The one thing that I have trepidation about is starting quarterback, making their first start against the Saints in the Superdome. I remember Robert Griffin yep. III. Mm-hmm. destroyed, destroyed the Saints. I was like, this guy's going to be the greatest quarterback ever. Well, obviously, that didn't happen. But for that one day, he was unbelievable. I hope Desmond Ritter's not the same. Give me the Saints. I don't care. I'm not going to watch it. I'm done with them. Done with them. <laughs> done with them. Uh, one last one, real quick, before we get out of here. Sean Payton, is he coaching the Saints next year, George? Yes, and Dennis Allen will be back, Dennis, uh, the defensive coordinator, <laughs> and the world is right. Bring the gang back, huh? All right, yeah. all right. We'll Run leave it, it at that. We'll leave it at that. Goodbye, George. Thank you, James. Thank you. Uh, we're running out of time. we got to wrap this thing up uh, after this final timeout here on the Jordy Helpert Show. Download the free The Game mobile app for Android and Apple devices. No matter where you are in the country, you can listen to The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Wrapping the week up. What a fun day it was. Special thanks to Billy Embody talking recruiting, Larry Holder, the Saints and the NFL, George Faust just talking, uh, George and James making our picks. It was great. If today is your birthday, December 16th, happy birthday from all of us to all of you. You share yours with the fridge. William, the refrigerator, Perry. I could still see him scoring that touchdown in the Super Bowl. Um, 60 years young today. 
Hey, look, everybody have a great weekend. Come on back Monday, same time, 2 to 4, same great station, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Until then, I'm Jordy Helpert. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay healthy. Be kind. And let's be happy. So long, everybody.